Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash school to learn more and get your website online today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite marketing tools, so, Neil, what do you like and why? Sure. So I'll give you one and then you can, we can keep going back and forth. My favorite one, and this is the simplest and everyone should know about it, but everyone uses it wrong and that's what I hate about it. My favorite tool is Google Analytics. I log in five times a day on the low end, 10, 15 on the high end. And if you set it up right, like I have a ton of filters in my Google Analytics account in which I'm analyzing based on per region. I'm analyzing based on the traffic sources. I look at what content does well and what doesn't. And based on each channel. So what does well on Facebook, what does well on emails when I'm doing email blasts, what does well just from an organic standpoint. From Google Analytics, I've learned quite a bit. Here are the few insights that I've learned. One, whenever you pop up a blog, content, it uh, doesn't matter what region you're going after, the US, Brazil, India, I don't care what country you're targeting, you have to give it six months to a year before you start seeing really good Google search traffic. If you don't give it enough time, you won't see much volume when it comes to your organic traffic. The other insight that I've learned is what works well on Facebook doesn't usually drive me the most organic traffic. So I found out that from Google Analytics, my boring, simpler topics that are more basic like uh, how to get more search engine traffic or a better example would be how to get your website instantly indexed in Google. Those articles do extremely well from an organic perspective, but they don't always do too well from a social media standpoint. So nowadays, I'm creating articles that both appeal to my social audience and that cater towards people who use Google to find marketing-related articles. But that's why I love Google Analytics, because without it, how are you going to get those insights? Plus, it's free. I think we can do an entire episode on Google Analytics down the road for sure. And just to build on the Google theme and the free theme, Google Search Console, formerly known as Google Website or Google Webmaster Tools, is fantastic for looking and tracking what's going on in the world of organic search or SEO for your website. And the great thing about that is you can also connect Google Search Console with your Google Analytics now, and you can see your top pages and how they're converting exactly. So top organic performance, how they're converting. This was just released a couple of weeks ago, and you're able to slice and dice the data and actually take some action from it and drive more revenues for your business. Now, what I really like about Google Search Console, you can look at the crawl rate. If there's any crawl errors on your website, you can look at your search analytics. You can see what the click-through rate is on the search result pages. 
So if I'm looking at certain queries, and I'll just give you an example right here. For Single Grain, my agency, we have a 1.7 or it was a 1.26% click-through rate on the home page, which, I mean, the home page is fairly general. And we wanted to figure out how can we drive a higher click-through rate, thereby driving more traffic for the website. And we, we thought, okay, what if we rewrote the headline and the meta description for it? And we actually ended up doing that. And we, we increased that 1.26%, click the rate to 1.76%. And ultimately for us, driving more traffic to the homepage drives more leads for us, which adds into more revenue at the end of the day. So there's a lot you can do with Google Search Console. That's one way of looking at it. You can look at the click-through rate. You can look at the impressions your keywords are getting, things like that. And you can kind of slice and dice the data there. And if there's any issues, it'll point them out as well. And you can go deeper and deeper looking at the internal links to the website. And I'm just going to leave it there because we can probably have an entire episode on Google Search Console as well. Well, the other thing I want to add about Google Search Console, what I have my guys do is they log in, they go to the search analysis section, and there's a few tick marks. And this is Google allowing you to see your data in many different ways. So they tick mark the box that says impressions. They tick mark the one that says clicks. And they tick mark the one that says positioning. So what they're looking for is the biggest disparity. The keywords that get a shitload of impressions, very few clicks, and aren't ranking high enough. High enough means below the number five. Of course, you want to go after keywords that are also above the ranking of like 20 or 30. And those keywords, if you can nudge them up a few spots, you'll see a huge difference in your traffic. And you don't even have to nudge them up by building links or anything like that. It could just be as simple as, oh, this is the keyword that's getting me traffic impressions, but I'm not getting a lot of clicks. Why not? You look at your title and your meta description, chances are that keyword is not in there. So if you put that keyword more so in your title tag and your meta description, you'll get way more traffic. Just to give you a practical example, that's a thousand percent true. What I did recently, we looked at one of our posts and we did exactly as Neil said, and literally we had one post that was getting 14,000 impressions a month and it got three clicks. So something was clearly wrong there. The click the rate was very low. So again, you want to be sorting this. There are blog posts out there that could give you the details, but we made some changes to that. And even though it wasn't a massive increase, we still went from, or massive traffic for us at the end of the day, we went from three clicks to about 200. So massive in that respect, but not big in, in terms of overall. But if you can just keep making these changes, you can look for the, the low hanging fruit that you have in Google Search Console, it's gonna add up across the board. So Neil, what's your next favorite tool? Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. The reason I like Ahrefs is it not only shows me how many backlinks I have, it breaks down which ones I'm losing, so then I can hit up those sites and try to get them to link back to me again, but it also shows how many links my competitors have. So if my competitor, let's say hypothetically, would be Eric, I could look up his site in Ahrefs and cross-reference it with my own website, neilpatel.com. It'll show what links that he has that I don't have, and then it'll hit up every one of those websites and it'll be like, hey, Bob, I noticed you linked to Eric's website, singlegrain.com, and you linked to X, Y, and Z article. I also have a similar article on my website, but my article breaks down A, B, and C, which Eric doesn't talk to. If you find it valuable, feel free to share it with your readers and I'll send them a link to my post at the end of that email. Cheers, Neil. It's that simple. By doing those kind of emails, you get way more links, and in the long run, you will get more search traffic. As you shoot out a lot of these emails, if you get five to 15% of the people that you're shooting emails to, to link back to you, that's really good. In addition to that, Ahrefs, when I type in, let's say, single grain, assuming Eric's a competitor, 
it'll show me every single keyword that he's ranking for, the position, and how much traffic is driving him. I then will know what keywords to go after. Funny enough, Eric was looking at one of my online marketing guides because I rank for online marketing. He was telling me all the keywords that I rank for. I'm like, dude, how'd you know? And he's just like, oh, I looked it up in this tool. And that's when I started doing all this keyword analysis because I wasn't using that, right? Even though I know how to do marketing, I've been doing it for a long time, I was never looking at what my competitors rank for. And that is priceless because if you know what they're getting all their traffic for, not just the ranking and the positioning, but how many visitors it's driving, and sure, the Atrix data isn't 100% accurate, but if you multiply it by, let's say, two or three, you'll get a good understanding of how much traffic that keyword can drive. And I found it roughly to be off by three within the marketing industry. I don't know about other spaces, but overall, it's still a great tool to figure out what your competitors are ranking for and what you're not ranking for that you should be. Love Ahrefs as a tool and one very similar tool to that that's that's one of my favorites that I talk to Neil about all the time is SEM Rush. And for that one, it also has an additional benefit. So basically the things around Ahrefs such as finding the top rated pages and finding those keyword rankings or finding what a site ranks for, it's very similar to Ahrefs in that respect. But also the icing on the cake is that it can see the search ads that a specific website is running. Search ads, display ads, it's also starting to show video ads as well. So Rush, and when you combine it with Ahrefs, um, you can kind of cross-reference the data and then also both of them have benefits that the other one might not have. Um, so Rush would be a, another one. And Neil, I'm gonna pass it back to you. I think we could talk about two more. Sure, so one of my favorite tools, it was actually created by my co-founder and I, it's called crazyegg.com. And funny enough, we didn't want to get into the tool space to create tools and make money. We got in there because we had a pain. So similar to Eric, I used to have an agency. Eric still has one, but I stopped years ago. And when I created my agency, it was over 10 years ago or 13 or whatever the number was. We used to work with big companies like General Motors, etc., or a lot of Fortune 500 like Viacom and HP. These sites like General Motors, we would get them more traffic and they would be like, Neil, we're getting all these extra visitors? but none of them are converting. What's wrong? Is the traffic not relevant? And I was just like, the traffic's relevant. We're also doing paid advertising. We're typing in terms like new car, affordable car, etc., And that's related to General Motors. Even we had truck terms, SUV terms, and they weren't getting more sales or more leads for people who just wanted to go view or test drive a car. So we created Crazy Egg to see how people engage on someone's website. We put the code on there and it shows you, are they scrolling down? Are they not scrolling? Where are they clicking? Where are they not clicking? And we found some things out. For example, we found that with many websites, they don't scroll past the fold. So with General Motors, their lead forms back in the day were all the way at the bottom. They weren't generating any leads because they were in the wrong place. The moment we moved it up, because we were tracking through Crazy Egg, how far people scroll down, they started getting way more leads. And now the advertising campaigns went from being unprofitable to being highly profitable and they're spending millions of dollars a month. Great tool. And I'm gonna close it off with another tool that you guys actually acquired called HelloBar. And what HelloBar does is if you're interested in driving more Facebook likes or if you're interested in collecting more emails, it's gonna have a bar across the top of your website or you can have a takeover show up on specific pages on your website. And basically, 
It's a free tool. It's free right now, right, Neil? Yes, it's free, and we don't plan on charging for it. There is a paid version, but you can use almost everything for free, and I think barely anyone pays for it because there's not that much difference between the paid plan and free plan. There you go. For for cheapos like me, I don't pay for it, and you know I've I've loved using Hello Bar, and you, it's it's very simple to to install. And if you're looking for more emails at the end of the day, Hello Bar very simple. Again, it's hellobar.com. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close out this episode. Once again, please subscribe, rate, and review. We need those to continue to move up. We'd love that. And also let us know, I mean, what do you think? What other topics would you like to see us talk about? So with that being said, we'll see you in the next episode. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.